It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you arrived on Yamaten, promptly discovered that you don't really like Yamaten that much due to the whole high gravity situation, and set about looking for Zuzu's house, or whatever might be left of it. Your search led you to an odd town where tourists wander only meters from hidden knives and quick fingers. One, two, three, scissors. Rock. You win. Who's going to the fancy pants stone area? You, Lorelei, and... No, because we're one team. Just you two. And then the other three are going where? Plans changed a little bit. Because we were going to do recon because we thought it was a completely empty space. Here's, here's an idea. I'll go explore the seedier side of things. And we'll come with you. I'm just saying it, I might operate better by myself just for a little bit. You also might get supremely fucked up if you're by yourself. I am good at being sneaky. <laughs> Too late. Let's go, Corral. Let's go. I am proficient in stealth. I have a plus six. I love the image of Schlepp yelling, I am proficient in stealth. <laughs> I am proficient in stealth. <laughs> you two could play, you know, at the... Naive tourists play off their assumptions. Meanwhile, I go off and look in some, you know, shadier sides of things. And if I get into trouble, I will call you. You know, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to duck down this dark alley. (laughs) (laughs) I think as as they're going, I say, don't get stabbed. And then I give them a bardic. Oh, thank you. And while I would duck down that dark alley, I was going to use my disguise kit to make myself look like a Namazir. Because we established before that I, the disguise has a hologram aspect. Yeah, and your body shape is a little bit similar. Obviously, you have way too many legs, so that's an issue. I don't know. Let's see what you roll first. 18. Hmm. Okay. With an 18, you're able to kind of program your little hologram kit that comes with it to give you a fake holographic like tail like an Amazir. Probably the solution you have to the fact you don't have a real tail is to make it look like it's been cut off a little bit in an accident, so it's like a shorter tail. Yep, I'm, I'm going for a bit of a rough and tumble sort of Namazir look, yeah. so that works. The multiple legs situation, I feel like maybe you... Maybe it's like a fake coat that covers the extra legs. <laughs> it's like the toddlers or the children in the, the trench coat. <laughs> Corel is three... Is, is not an Amazir... They are three pluines in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Duncan? Yeah, some some sort of of clothing to cover that area. You're you're smart as well. So I'm gonna say like your whiskers are a bit chopped off. Everything's a bit curtailed to try and prevent people from realizing it's holographic. But yeah, you uh, you end up with looking like a pretty short Namazir that's been in one too many fights involving knives. Yeah, I give myself an eye patch as well. I will also want to duck into a different alley. <laughs> And I just want to cast this guy's self, just so I look like someone who could conceivably look like Crick's kid. Oh, or maybe like wearing like some extremely tall child. Yeah, yeah, yeah my very tall child. They're very tall child. Um, <laughs> Do you make yourself look like a kid or like a young person? Young person, like they're adult child. <laughs> I'm a very long eight year old. So like I probably got like 
I got like probably got like shorts on Hawaiian shirt on, and I think I give myself a cyborg leg because I'm creaking. Um, that disguise self yeah. doesn't cover that, so that'll be like oh, I'm creaking because because of my leg. That's so what it's doing. We've got like a dad with a metal arm and a child <laughs> with a metal leg. These two? They'd be like these two are in the wars. Christ. What the fuck? Also, I just want to make an observation. Corral is disguising themselves as a pirate, right? A little bit. Amazing. So they're in a pelt. Oh. <laughs> I'm amazed that that pun hasn't come up before now. So I'm going to take Lorelei and Faraday's great adventure to go shopping first. So you two are heading not down the terrifying place full of sparks and darkness. You're heading to the, well, not fancy, but more stone and solid and quiet area to the left. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a main road that loops around the Black Spire itself. And then there are like little tiny streets that cut into between buildings and underneath them. So my thinking is this is going to be like the touristy area, right? Yes, but if we go into the slightly smaller roads, we might find a something can family that's been run for 300 years. Ooh, I like that. That's a good idea. Supporting local businesses. Support local businesses. Um, As you two veer into one of the side streets and head into this fancier looking district itself, you are hit by a wall of fragrance, which Lorelei is exquisitely familiar to you. You are immediately kind of arrested by the sight of several tip leaf stores selling some really nice varieties. Ah, uh, that was one thing I was going to do um, before I left. I was going, since we're going to have to pertain illicit drugs for Corel, I'm going to bring some of my drugs with me. Um, I will say as well, quite a few of the tip leaf stores have brightly coloured orange and like amber glass jars out front, uh, which is typically what uh, Stardust, uh, the galaxy's spicier drug, is contained in. I'm going to avoid that. It's bad in general, but it's worse for me. Yeah, let's, let's not do that. We, we want, you know, Lorelei on 100%. What were we looking for again? I got distracted. <laughs> Augmenters. Augmenters, yes. Um, side streets, old looking shop, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, could I take a perception check from the two of you? That's a two, makes a 15. Uh, I got a 20, but not natural. Um, with those rolls, as you're kind of progressing through the side street, you see loads of stores selling tip leaf varieties. There are some stores selling something really bizarre. Uh, replicas of double-headed axes like old-fashioned metal ones, which is really strange. And there are also a bunch of um, green tapestries and banners showing the symbol of Shomu the Warrior, which is a blood-red teardrop, uh, Shomu the Warrior being the legendary Namazir hero. There's loads of stuff like this. And as you kind of head deeper into this district, the level of, like, <laughs> Shomu merch uh, intensifies until there are, like, standees of him, but, like, not him, like an eight pack version of him with like huge armor and helmet so big you can't see his face. With the Dirty 20, I will say that right in the heart of that district, you come upon a courtyard and the courtyard has like a statue in the middle of it of Shomu again, presumably, but like a more haggard looking Shomu and a more worn statue. He's like stooped over leaning on that double headed metal ax. And there's a plaque on the bottom of the statue saying the last sighting. Was this... Were there battles here? 
Was this the last place he was seen? How loud do you say that? Just to Faraday. Because Lorelei's still aware that because she didn't grow up on a planet that really spent any time thinking about Shomu, she's a little bit out of the loop. I'm going to argue that because Faraday was raised on a Namazir-heavy ship, mm. she would know. That's fair enough. I'll take that. I'm going to make you take a history check with advantage, though, because otherwise you would have known this coming to Yamaten. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was in, like, you know, School. year five history. Year five, yeah. <laughs> 16. Okay, with a 16, uh, you kind of squint at the statue, Faraday, thinking the last sighting, and then you remember how the legend of Shomu the warrior ends with his disappearance. Um, over the course of your previous attempt at saving the galaxy, uh, you became aware that he didn't die in what was supposed to be his final battle. He went on to live for several more years, um, secretly trying to undo some of the harm his armies had caused. However, his last known sighting before heading off to the final battle where he died, like the, the place of his last meeting with his troops, was on Yamaten. Hmm by a huge Namazir fortification called the Anvil. I look up and around me a bit. Then, um, is this, is this the Anvil, then? Or what's left of it, do you think? Yeah, I guess it would make sense if the statue's right here. It's a lot less, it's a lot smaller than you thought it'd be from the textbooks. It's funny how history distorts things, huh? From what I've seen of Shomu, they like to make him seem larger than life. Unless he's got an augmenter on him, I'm not... Not that I'm not interested, but, um... Everything is so heavy. And this is Shomu the Warrior, legendary hero of Zarel and the Old Empire. If you step just this way, uh, we'll give you a little taste pack of some of the food he would have sampled during the last meeting. And kind of stepping into your field of into your little personal space area where the two have been talking is a Namazir holding a clipboard and carrying a tall red flag. Oh fuck, I love walking tours. Corel twitches for a moment. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Let's get this equipment, let's get this and go from there. you have been encircled by a crowd of elderly Namazir. <laughs> They're like packed in like sardines. Oh, look at you. that! Look at that, Ooh, Edith! The detail, the detail of his eyebrows is so good. Oh, I, have I, you tried this food, Gareth? It's oh, delicious. look at those arms! Stop trying to give me old people names to use. You know how like strongly attracted to them I am. Oh, those <laughs> arms are tasty, though. I used to have a poster of him on my wall as a child. Oh. You know those those teen crushes. And the tour guide goes, uh, yes, yes, uh, don't push. Uh, everyone will get a chance to take a picture with uh, Shomu the oopsie. And the tour guide almost steps on you, Lorelei, and then just goes, I am so sorry. Are you all right down there? Yes. Uh, can we get out of your group, please? As interesting as I'm sure your tour, guide, tour is, we're not actually part of it. And I'm finding it difficult to find a pathway out without getting stepped on. Oh, sure thing. And then Namazir looks over at the like the elderly Namazir who are like shuffling to take photos really slowly, like, yeah, snap the photo of me. <laughs> or oh, which way round just the camera? Focus <laughs> on the arms! Oh Ruth, you just took a picture of your face. How oh, very Oh funny. no, your thumbs over the lens. Oh no. <laughs> and then the tall guy just goes, They'll be occupied for a minute. Just 
get on get on my back. I'll carry you out. If you don't mind. I, I look at Faraday and I'm like, stay close. <laughs> and I just sort of I just sort of climb up and I'm like, thank you for your help. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. This happens all the time. Sometimes the guests get a little bit excited when they see Shomu and the little folk of the galaxy get a little bit squished. I'm just going to squeeze through here. What brings you to the anvil? Other than the obvious. A few things, but mainly a fascination with what it's like to exist in high gravity. Although speaking of that, that satisfaction has been quenched. And if you happen to know anywhere that sells augmenters that is not going to rip us off, we would greatly appreciate it. Oh, oh, sure thing. No worries. Uh, You want to head over to the Scrapways. They're a rowdy bunch, but they're very good at what they do, and if you're good at haggling, you can get good equipment for a solid price there. Um, I actually know, well, I actually, um, I'm, I'm seeing someone who does a lot of tech stuff in the Anvil. I could probably ask her for a recommendation if you give me a minute to cliver a call. Can I do an insight check to see if she's... What gender is this Namazu? This Namazu is in the transitory phase and is they-them currently. Uh, that is 20. Dirty. They seem very genuine. <laughs> this seems like just a genuinely nice tour guide that just wants to help uh, you from getting trampled by a bunch of tourists who are a bit overzealous. Uh, that sounds very, very helpful. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Um. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. My name's... Uh, Nuna Azalea? What's your name? Lorelei. Well, it's lovely to meet you, Lorelei. Oh, here we go, out of the crowd now. And they kind of turn around and are like, there you go. I, I clamber down and I'm like, thank you very much. I, um, I don't think I left any dust marks on your back. Oh, it's fine. This place is so dusty. We don't, it's just a hazard of living here. Um, let me just give Tesh a call if you're right to wait for a second. Uh, of course. And the Nanas are like holds up their communicator and shuffles a couple of meters away. And you, you hear them uh, talking to someone and going like, oh, hi, babe. Uh, yeah, no, great day so far. Can I, I've got to be quick because um, I'm currently on a tour. Do you know anywhere? Like, do you have any recommendations for augmenters? I've got a couple of visitors here who are looking to not get ripped off. A little Araswati and a hu- quite a small human. Uh, they kind of hold the communicator away from their face and just go, is that all of them that you need? Do you need anything else? To... Taller humans, over six foot. Okay, is that everything? I I shuffle over and I'm like, I've seen there maybe isn't quite as strong a restrictions on substances here. So we have uh, a friend with an exoskeleton who may need some... Oh, and their eyes widen and they go, oh, ooh, uh, and kind of glances at the crowd and then bends very, kind of bends in half and it's like... You'll be needing some boost, but I think if I recommend where to you to get that, I might get, I'm quite likely to get in trouble, but it's not here. We'll, um, we'll find our way. Thank you for giving us us a name, at least. You're so welcome. Um, oh, there we go. Tesh just messaged me. You need to look for the sleeper bar it's not actually a bar it just used to be one but there's a as a technician who works there who might be able to help you thank you very much i know you're being nice for the sake of being nice but do you work on a tip structure i mean i won't say no to a tip that would be awfully kind of you but please don't feel like you have to you've been very helpful and i ping across i guess like 20 credits 
thank you very much. Um, I hope you both have a fantastic day. Avoid, avoid the last meeting saloon. Um, overpriced, the food is shit, don't go there. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for your help. Um, I'll let you get back to your overzealous tourists. <laughs> thank you very much and off I go and the Namazir turns away I will say that as they leave um, I forgot to describe them so they have like a very rosy pink face a kind of terracotta coloured body and then um, their markings down their spine are like a cream coloured rosettes all the way down their spine and they toddle off back to their group of elderly tourists and with that we're going to jump over to I think let's do Schlepp and Crick. The gang! On a holiday, you are fake tourists and you're heading into the dirty area? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So oh, oh, God, we're going to get fucked. <laughs> it's going to go so well. <laughs> so, as we're walking, how are you feeling, Schlepp, after what happened? Wait a sec, wait a sec, wait, wait a sec. Should you be calling me Schlepp? Should you figure out a different name? How about Dave Null? Why don't yeah. I just call you by da- your middle name, Ruth? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, like Dave Null. Dave, Dave Null Ruth. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Ruth. Okay, uh, Ruth, are you feeling better? I mean, physically I'm feeling better. Like, I don't, don't feel nearly so tired. I don't know. Emotionally, I am still rattled, let's say. Because what are the... <laughs> One of my dear friends, I have no idea where she is or whether she'll be contacted or whether she's safe. So, you know, not great. It'll be okay, buddy. Let's just focus on the, the mission ahead of us, shall we? Yeah, that'll be a distraction. I meant to ask you about something else, actually. What? I'm, you know, I'm very protective of you because, you know, I regard you as my child and that sort of thing. But um, I met Loella at the, the concert. And she seems like a very, very nice young lady. Very talented, very competent. Doesn't seem like... I don't know, I, I just I was, I was a bit surprised at how much you guys seem to dislike each other. And uh, I don't know, I, I feel as if... You, I worry that you might be being a bit unfair to her. I mean, I did one thing and then suddenly her fans were annoyed at me and then she was annoyed at me. And, you know, I did, you know, d- defend my rep. You shouldn't worry about what idiots online think. Like, the only thing that really matters here is, like, two very talented artists. And you don't have to be in competition with each other, you know? It would be good, I think, for the both of you to to make up, no, no matter who started it. I, and I think it would be good for you as well. I mean, yeah, she is nice, but she's also ruthless. Like, I think she would kill someone to get to the top. Honestly. Oh, that's... Buddy. I'm sure everybody thinks that about their competition. You say that, and then you feel a tug on your back pocket of your trousers. Uh, do I have to roll to... Uh, no, you can just turn. I I failed my sleight of hand check. I see. Uh, hi! There is a human, uh, with their hands still outstretched, who had been about to steal your wallet. And as you kind of look at them, they pull their hand back and then sprint off to the side. Do you want to go after them? No, why? Did they probably take anything? Uh, no, I no. really got, I got like two. It was no. really bad. Hence okay. why I was like, don't even, I'm okay. not going to make anyone, I'm just like, I just sucked at that so much. Yeah. I'd make a note of their face. 
this place is a mess. Even if they had stolen like two credits, I wouldn't have cared. It's not a big deal. And it's yeah, certainly not a big deal if they just run off. Just yeah. in case they come back later and they try to, I don't know, shank you or something. Oh, funny that you'd say that. And then two other humans come out of the alleyway ahead of you and stop in front of you. And they're both holding like shotgun blasters. And then they cock them and go, hand over your wallets. I just kind of cock my head and look at them. I just shake my head slowly. That is a very bad idea. You do not want to mess with us. Hang on. What? Hang on, I I know you. Oh my god, it's that Mitchell. It's that Mitchell guy. No, no, no. Don't, don't be silly, Tyro. His name's Michael. <laughs> it's that Michael guy. You're one of them idiots who fucked up the cans here. I lost everything because of you. How far away are they? Uh, they're within 10 feet. Um, if we both take a step back, I can cast a spell that might help. And what are you doing at this point? Are you still just kind of staring at them? I'm sort of like polishing my pistol. The smaller one turns to the big one and says, hang on, there's a bullet in out on these guys. Well, on this one anyway, and the others are probably around. They're all glued together. Let's just go do that. And they kind of nod and then make to leave. Um, as they go, yeah, I'm go- yeah, I'm going to try casting hypnotic pattern. So it's in a 30 foot cube. Is there any other people around in this area? It's going to be collateral. You can't see any, but like you can hear like workshop noises around you on either side of the street, so there are probably people around you outside. Okay, Ruth, uh, what are you doing? What were you planning to do? Intimidate them into leaving, which they just did. Yeah, and then, no, but it sounds like they're going to try and find everyone else and try and shoot them. Well, I mean, unless you want to kill them, there's not much we can do about that. I can take them out and we can tie them up or something. Well, <laughs> what exactly are you planning to do here? Are you about to cast a spell? Because that's going to impact more than these two knuckleheads. They are headed off down a side street and into the darkness. It's a hundred, it's a hundred and twenty feet rage. I can still cast it on them. If it does involve a gesture, I feel like Crick would probably get a chance to grab your hand and try and stop you. Okay. I will make him make a dexterity saving, like a dexterity save, see if he can do it. Uh, that is a twelve. I don't think you managed to stop them in that Fudge case, but city. you kind of grab their sleeves. I think one of them just like, I don't want my friends hurt. <laughs> so everyone in the cube needs to make a wisdom saving throw. One of them makes it, the other one doesn't. Okay, so... And then for other people, I got a natural one. Oh dear. And another 18, so one more poor unfortunate soul is affected by this. You hear like a bang, and then like a kind of, hey, wake up, like get up, and then like they carry on running, and off to the side there's like a terrible grinding noise, and then a huge crash, and then a wall of smoke comes pouring out of the alleyway. I anticipated that going better. (laughs) Chris just put his head in his hands like, oh my... Should we run? Should we run about this? No, because that's going to make us even look even more guilty. Should we walk quickly about this? <laughs> I mean, could, we should probably go and see if that person's okay. Okay, we can go and do that. Okay, so we go into the alley. Yeah, we go. <laughs> so you go down the alleyway that the two human um, thieves went down and you see a doorway to your left almost immediately opening onto a cramped looking workshop. Uh, which has a bunch of Namazir in it. And one of the Namazir is just kind of sat on the floor looking really dazed. And one of their barbel whiskers on their face has been severed off by a circular saw. And there is a lot of blood running down their neck. Someone else is crying. A table has been sawn in half. Oh, God. What are the other Namazir doing? One of them is trying to stop the bleeding. The other one is trying to, like, grab the saw because it's still going across the floor by itself. Um... Hello, we heard a big bang. 
Is there any way we can help? Call a doctor! Okay, I don't know how to do that, but I do have a healing spell that might be able to help you. Whatever, just do it! Like, Zay is, like, losing so much blood! It's so gross! I cast Cure Wounds on Zay. They regain seven hit points. But they do not regain their long, beautiful well, no, I, I whisker. Can't, I can't regenerate whiskers. Yeah, they just have a little fleshy nub now behind their eye. Instead of having two long, flexible eyebrows, they just have a little nub in behind their right eye. Does that have like a large impact on their quality of life? It would do if they lived a more traditional Namazir life, because they evolved as ambush hunters in really murky water. But like, if you're just a spacefaring Namazir, it's not as big a deal. I imagine in dark rooms and stuff, it's a bit disorientating because they would normally use it to know where they are. are you, any other way I can help here? Not really, unless you can put a table back together with magic. <sighs> I think we should just uh, okay. We'll, we'll be we'll be on our way then. I I give them like a hundred. Like, how much would a new table cost? <laughs> I don't don't worry about that. I think you would estimate that a new table would probably cost. Like 120, 150 tack, because it's a big table. I give them 200 tack. Sorry, it's just, I know how important tables are. Okay, bye. My child I, recently won the lottery. They're being very spend-free with money. I've run, we'll be, out, I've we'll, run out by this we'll time. We'll be on our way. Yeah. I'm sorry that this happened to you. <laughs> As you leave, um, a med- like a medinir um, in a bright purple jacket comes like shoving past you and into the room. Um, I'm going to jump to Corel now. <laughs> of course. So yeah, Corel has been going further into this shady bit of town and is looking out for markings or people talking in the thieves' jargon, as it were. Um, as you progress through this area, I think you very quickly realize that this area makes up a large amount of the town. As you keep going, you start to see more and more little thieves can symbols. A lot of it's like graffiti, like so-and-so was here, this is our territory. Could you do a perception? All right, 19. With a 19, you see that some of these messages are lined up in bizarre ways. And as you kind of stand there squinting at them, you realize that the beginnings of the sentences line up to form hidden messages in some cases. And the one you see most frequently is watch out for the doctor. All right. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm keeping an eye out as well for gatherings, meetings, you know, people... Three or three or so on a street corner or something like that. Oh, I think with that role, I'll carry that over and say you definitely see a few little clusters. Uh, There's one in particular at the edge of a dirty garbage-filled courtyard, which involves four people, three humans and an Amazir. I'm going to go up there and I'm speaking in these camp. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) New around here looking to do some business. One of the humans, a white lady with a shaven head, turns, like, kind of swings on one leg around to you and then just kind of goes, what kind of business? All kinds. Whatever's turning a profit at, at, at the moment. The pigeons are turning the most profit. Pigeons, you say? You know, marks. This city's fat with them. Okay, okay, I can get on board with that. Suppose you've got something to fence. Where's trade going for this sort of business? It used to go through the doctor, but trades recently started going through Teb. You have to forgive me. I'm, as I say, new in town. I had seen something about the doctor. Who? 
is the doctor. Fuck off! <laughs> you can absolutely fuck off. You piece of shit. Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini-campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion Dallas, Passionis, uh, Saw of Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! Well, I've never personally met her, but it's my understanding that she used to run things around here. Until Teb came along with the Corsairs. Clumsy idiots, the lot of them. The art of plucking a pigeon is a fine one, and they just come in here like, Hello, we're going to occupy the old armory. It's like they think having enough firepower will just mean they can take over a place. And then one of the other humans just goes, but they did take over the place. And then she just goes, shut up. If one was looking to deal in some chemicals or any such thing, hypothetically, the old armory, Teb, the Corsairs, they're the people to talk to. I don't know where the old doctor is, but yeah, you could talk to the Corsairs. Would you recommend talking to the Corsairs? There's not really much option these days. Unfortunately, they've ruined most of our trade. You're you're not doing good business yourselves at the moment? The last time I saw a quart of boost was maybe four months ago, because they've confiscated the lot and are selling it like at through-the-nose prices. Hmm. But if you want Tipley for Stardust, Small Fry, that's over in the Bluestone District... They sell it to the tourists because then it makes them easier to fleece. Easy for all of us, huh? Yeah, gotta make a living on this forsaken little rock. Well, you have been very helpful. Could I have your name? Just looking to make contacts, you understand? Oh, I understand. My name's Star. Well, I'm Lyric, and thank you for trusting a strange enough to give this vital territorial information. All right, I I head off and I start looking around for Slurp and Crick. Slurp is in an alley having a panic attack. Okay, you find them in an alley. I come up quietly. So, how did you... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I could have shot you! Sorry, I was, you know, I I was in the zone. Oh god, I'm going to say at this point that um, Lorelei and Faraday are probably somewhere in this area too, having like come this way to try and find the the recommended mm-hmm. person, unless you wanted to stay more time in the fancy area. No, I'm good. Cool. You've probably wandered this way. I don't know if you've heard them, but like you're in around the area too, so. So I got some useful information. How did you fare? 
I fucked up. I fucked up so badly. No, it's okay. Look, it's just something you learn from, okay? No, I did a thing, and then I thought I was helping people, but then, as always, I just made a stupid mistake, and then someone else had to clean up after no. me, and then I... Mm. Ugh, it's fine, okay? Mm. It's okay. Listen, it's just something to learn from, okay? Yeah, Schlurp is having an episode. I think they need a couple minutes. Okay, well, I'll talk to Corel then. Corel, tell me more about what you found. I relay the vital information, particularly about all the boost being um, confiscated. So I talk about Teb, the Corsairs, the Doctor. Doctor who? Oh. Unclear. <sighs> Paige, you should have known this going in. Somehow, I didn't think of it. Well, you, didn't, not... you didn't think this would happen? It just With, didn't occur to me. That you called a character the Doctor and you didn't think well, the founder of the like, Doctor Who Society. Like I want to do a <laughs> dramatic reveal of their name at a later point and you keep ruining it. <laughs> I'm just saying you could have picked a different title. <laughs> the Professor, maybe. The Surgeon. That's intimidating. Mm. They are not the pharmacist. The pharmacist? <laughs> yeah, that's intimidating, Duncan. The pharmacist. <laughs> The pharmacist. Oh, oh! I just I'm here to give you your 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 your, your paracetamol. Here's your prescription of pain. Prescription. Do you pay for your prescriptions, <gasps> sir? Do you pay for your prescriptions? I sent a message to the others, being like, "Come to the sleeper bar, and we can wait for them outside." Let's go. So you've told everybody where mm-hmm. to go. There's no specific waypoint or map, so you're probably just kind of all wandering this region, which you probably know by now is called the Scrapways. Can I take a group perception check to find the place? Uh, that's nine. 29. 14. Nine. Oh my god. 25. How many people got above 15? Is it just you and Lorelei? Oh no. <laughs> you don't find the sleeper bar, but what you do find is you come across a struggling figure being carried away by two very tall humans in coats with a golden V embroidered across the back. Hey, 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 what's, what's going on here? A third human turns immediately and cocks a gun at you and says, none of your business, Corsair work. This guy's being promoted. Promoted to what? Promoted to a technician of the armory, actually. So shut your mouth and keep walking. Well, against his will. Are you unwilling, sir? The the the, uh, the figure who's being carried away, who's an Araswati in a white coat, just kind of goes, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, Can I just do a general insight check on this situation? Yeah, sure. I got to 27. This Araswati looks to be a technician or a medineer of some kind. They have like a little tool belt. They've got like the lens, the multi-lens glasses that help you like magnify things. And they, they don't, they appear to be um, distressed. But not in fear of their life, if that makes sense. As you say, none of our business. Let's let's keep going. If no one's going to stop them, they just heft up the Araswati and continue on their way. Can I, like, commit this Araswati to memory? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll just give you a brief description. Uh, they have kind of ginger fur and dark blue markings spanded through it. Okay. I don't like the idea of letting them go, but... This is, this is not the time and place. We... Well, it's less that, it's more that this is a Corsair town. I don't know, I'm not interested in starting a war with them right now, so... Oh, don't worry. 
We'll eventually get to that, I'm sure. I'm going to call after them. Oh, go ahead. What did you say? Hey, you're looking for technicians. And they stop and turn towards you and go, yeah, what of it? Is it well paid? Yeah, we've got all the resources the Corsairs have to offer. I mean, I am looking for work. What qualifications do you need? You're a medinir. Yeah. That'll do. Can I have a job packet to look through first? You can talk to Teb about that. And they start, one of them starts, like, detaches and walks towards you with a hand outstretched to, like, take your arm. Fuck. Uh, you, uh, Fuck. Faraday, what are, you, what are you doing, Faraday? That's not what I intended. I, I step forward and try to look intimidating. We'll come to you at on our own time. Go ahead, roll me intimidation. Um, 19? People don't dictate to Teb. Does Teb know? Does Teb need to know right now? All right. But we've never met before when you do come by. Agreed. Come on. And um, returns to the other and keeps on walking. That was a perfectly smart, smart move, Faraday. It just went pear-shaped. <laughs> were you just planning on just kind of having a job in a wherever the fuck they were going? I just wanted to find out what it was. It was a calculated risk. It didn't quite work, but we may. it may still give us an in later. Yeah, let's keep looking for the sleeper bar. This time I will take another group perception check, but with advantage because you've wandered this place back and forth. 1601. <laughs> uh, 20, 22. 30. There 16. We I also wrote a 16. Sorry. Amazing. We passed. Did you just say 30? Yeah. It can happen. Oh my god. With that roll, the group of you kind of loop back over an area where you've been before, and you notice that there's a... I'm probably going to regret asking this, but how long has this all taken? You know, I was just about to ask that. I think it's probably taken at least an hour. What do you think? Um, Let's say I've ducked into an alley and refreshed my disguise self spell. Oh, before you do that. Oh, can I say... Shthorup, when you said that they said about, like, coming to find us, did they know who we were? I mean, it's not like we've angered any Corsairs lately. They knew who I was. They said... They thought you were, they thought you were called Michael. They knew who I was, even if they got my name wrong. Uh, so one of them noticed that I was involved with dethroning the Kanzir, and uh, he got really pissed off, said that uh, he lost everything. Okay, so they, they, someone knows us, um, so we should not go around looking like us. Corell's not come out of their disguise yet. Well, your face seems to be known. My face is currently covered. Uh, I think what Faraday may be saying is that you have a way to make it so all of our faces are covered. Assuming you haven't, we haven't been spotted already by unknown eyes, but can't hurt to at least do damage control. Do we want to go into an alley then? Aren't we at the bar? <laughs> alley, alley, alley. <laughs> Let's say it's an alley near the bar. There's, this place is literally just a maze of alleys. <laughs> so, you want to be in an alley? You're in an alley! There's so many alleys. How about we arrive at the bar disguised? You arrive at the bar disguised. I mean, if you think about it, the street is one big alley. Just the, <laughs> the main alley. arrive at the bar. The curious thing about this bar is that there's just a yellow door with a sign above it saying the sleeper bar. And then like, that's it. I knock. Oh, actually, I should mention, the door is ajar. Oh. 
Oh, I am um, Faraday. Would you like to go first? You're the one who knows the most about these things. Uh, sure. And then I push it open tentatively. It opens, and you see a very steep staircase dropping down into uh, a kind of bluish gloom. Oh, everybody, hold up! There's a hole. <laughs> oh, Why is no. a hole in a building? I start walking down the hole. It's a staircase. It's fine. Uh, if you if you'd taken tip leaf or stardust, I would make you do a save on the stairs. But you're fine. You're sober. <laughs> Everything's okay. But it's us two. Surely we should have to take a check. No. No. <laughs> you just you get double fall damage on this planet. Do you want to die on a flight of stairs? <laughs> if it means falling down a hole, yes. No. I'm playing with Rick now because Rick tripped on a flight <laughs> of stairs of mm. all things. What do you do? You go down the stairs? Do you roll a perception check? One, two, I think first? so. I think yeah. I would. Go ahead. 22. 26. 2. 22. 26. Okay. Yeah, you roll good as shit on an empty room. Uh, so you get to the bottom of the flight of stairs and you emerge into a long, low room uh, with loads of rows of tables uh, covered in metal legs and arms. There's like some gently hissing soldering irons on, on, a, on a bench to your left. Um, there's a teeny little bed pushed up against one wall. It's a very small bed about the size of an Araswati. And that's it. It's quite an impersonal space, but it's bristling with augmenters and there's no one here. Shit. I want to do an investigation or investigational perception. I'm just using my eye for detail feature just to check if there's anything hidden there that might be like watching us or will trigger something if we touch anything oh i think investigation because it's more specific corral let me know if you find any uh ginger or dark blue hairs noted jess you having the same thought as me oh yeah they are as well too they just took as the person who worked it yeah fudge city i should have done something uh 18 uh, with an 18 corral, there's no, like, monitoring equipment. You you find a, the sparking stump of what may have once been a CCTV camera, which has been ripped off the ceiling. Is the camera itself taken? Yeah, it's absent. Okay. Other than that, there's not really anything, like, watching. There's no, like, listening devices that you can spot. But you do, like, as you're kind of tapping along the walls, one of the walls is hollow. It makes a kind of booming noise when you wrap your fingers on it. Interesting. Also, one more thing before I do it now is, did I spot any dark blue or ginger hairs? You sure did. Piss. Gosh darn it. Yeah, but this way we can do it more surreptitiously, whereas, you know, going head to head with the Corsairs in their city. We'll pay him by saving his life. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, um, I'm checking out this hollow bit to see if there's a way to open it. Okay, uh, Corel, uh, could you roll me... This isn't lockpicking per se, because there's no visible lock. Uh, actually, let's treat it as lockpicking. I think that's probably the thing that makes the most sense. Okay, I'm happy to do that. That's a net one. Oh my god. Can any of us like give them the help action? <laughs> if someone like would like to, I'd welcome it. <laughs> Shlurp is like, I read a book on how to crack safes in the <laughs> library. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't do that to them. I could punch through the wall, I guess. No! <laughs> Hit it with your fist. A little br brute force might be here in conjunction. Come and thump it, Crick. 
Uh, okay, I roll. That's the help action. You don't need to roll anything. You just you thump it, okay. and that gives Duncan advantage. Okay, then I just I whack the wall. Go ahead, Duncan. <laughs> what did you you got another nat one. No, what? I got a nat twenty. Yes. <laughs> so can we just picture this? Corel is like Corel is running their hands along the wall, like trying to look for things, and it's just and they're just failing and failing. <laughs> I come along, literally nonchalantly lean against the wall, whack it, and all of a sudden... No, but it, wait, wait, whack it again, whack it again. Yeah, I whack, whack it, it again. again. Yeah, Corel's tools jump where they found a little catch, and then suddenly the panel uh, squeals open, springs open, and Corel, I'm imagining you've bent down a little bit to access this panel, uh, and Araswati falls out on top of you. Arr- and then goes, oh, ah! And then like jumps and rolls over you and lands on like lands on their feet, hands raised like into little fists, and is just looking at you all like. Huh, huh. What what do they look like? Uh, this Araswati is quite tall for an Araswati. They have grey fur, blue black markings along uh, all the way from the nose um, in like a complex pattern across the forehead and crown. Uh, really long ba- black back swept horns and amber brown eyes. And this Araswati is wearing a kind of a battered little denim jacket. Um, and like as like kind of raising their fist, you can see the glint of little metal tools in the inside of the jacket. And they're wearing like little boots over like um, their feet, but with like their toes exposed. I'll, I'll, uh, it's not what it seems. Um... We honestly don't know what it seems like. You're not with the Corsairs. Who are you guys? You were the one hiding in a in a crawl space. I think you it's incumbent on you to introduce yourself first. I came to warn my friend. I have every right to be here. Thank you very much. I mean, you, you noticed they're gone, right? Yeah, I didn't want to be promoted too. Thank you. I I have stuff to do. I can't afford to have that happen to me right now. So rather than hide your friend, you hid yourself. Basically, I arrived and was like, they're promoting you. And then they came right behind me and I hid in a wall. There wasn't room for two of you? Look, of the two of us, we're really good friends, but I can't, I cannot be caught by the Corsairs. That's a mood. I need an insight check on this. Yeah, insight check. 15. I rolled a 17. Uh, With a 17 schlep, I will say that... This person seems pretty genuine. They, there's like, whatever business they have with the Corsairs, like they genuinely don't want to be caught by them. I think this might be a similar situation to to, to that guy on Mo- to that kid on Mocatel. Like, they can't afford it. Noted. All right. I turned to Laurel Verdi. You knew more about what we were doing when we were coming here, so I'll let you take the lead on this from this point. Captain, Captain, Doctor. Okay. So. What is this promotion? It's, they just go to the armory and they don't come back. They're forcing them into being part of their crew and so they're not going to let them go. Oh no, they don't become part of the Corsairs. They just work for them. They make them make things. And if you can't leave, that kind of sounds like a prison situation. Yeah. Okay, what are they making? Oh, I don't know. Um, Some kind of weapon or something. You know what the Corsairs are like. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, so the person who was here, was that Tash? Tash? You're looking for Tash? Uh, no, we're looking for augmenters and we're told to come here. Um, I mean, you can get augmenters from here. I don't know who, I don't know who Tash is. Oh yeah, I got my lines crossed. Tash sent us here. 
inside check about whether whether or not they know who Tash is. They might be Tash. Thirteen. The only thing I will say is that they seem a little bit wide-eyed, like wild-eyed, sorry. You seem uncomfortable. Yeah, I need to go pick up my kids from daycare. Insight check. Jesus, you don't trust anything this person (laughs) says, do you? They were hiding in a wall. (laughs) Yeah, to hide from the Corsairs, Um, right? 19. Yeah, they need to go pick up their kids from daycare. Oh, shit. What's next? I need to go take a piss. Insight check. (laughs) So, happy to let you do that. But first, help fit us out with some augmenters. And some boost, if you know where to get it. If you want boost, you need to talk to the Corsairs. Yeah, that that was my understanding. Do you have um some local knowledge then, I take it? Yeah, I'm busy, but I can help. What do you need? Could you tell us about the Doctor? Uh, yeah? What do you want to know about the Doctor? Who they are, and what what they're up to at the moment, and maybe where we can find them. Make a deal with me. This city is a dangerous place, and I need to go pick up my fondlings from daycare. If you come with me to pick them up, and then we go back to my place, I will answer all your questions and help you as much as I can. Do we have any better leads? Not really. Oh, our best lead was just dragged off by the Corsairs, so I think we go with this. Captain, Captain, Doctor, Captain, Lady Doctor. <laughs> That's Captain, 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 Lady Doctor to you. Uh, if, you. If you could look really intimidating at the daycare, that would be great. Intimidating at the daycare. Okay, I've never been to a daycare, but I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. Please look intimidating at the daycare or the deal is off. We will look intimidating at the daycare. Yeah, lead, lead the way. Okay. Oh, wait, should we sort out the augmenters here first? Do we have time for that? I will say that there is definitely an augmenter for Lorelei here. There are quite a few humans in this town, so there's probably augmenters for Faraday and for Crick. Um, and probably one that if Schlepp shapeshifted they could use, but like again, that's what we expected. But yeah, there, there are augmenters here that you guys can take. How close are we to the three-hour mark in-game? I think it's probably been a close to... Uh, an hour and a half at this point, closing in on two hours. Heading off, strapping up. Yep. So every so so everyone but Corel is sorted. Right, with me then. Mm-hmm. And the Araswati like pulls the collar of the jacket into place and straightens up. And they were kind of timid and nervous before, and now they just seem very kind of businesslike and like sure of themselves. And they like lead you up the stairs and out through the city. Guys, they know this city super well. It's kind of nice, because before you've kind of been wondering, going, where is everything? <laughs> this Saraswati is just like beelining through this alleyway, this alleyway, this alleyway, that alleyway, this alleyway, that alleyway. So many alleyways. And you head around Corel. You head past like the area where you were, where there was lots of thieves camp, and then you head out onto that main circular road that loops right around the base of the giant black rock pillar. And after a couple minutes up ahead, you see a huge set of metal blast doors jutting out of the base of the column and a sign above it that says Shomu's Armory. And then as you kind of reach these doors, the Araswati veers sharply to the right away from them and into an area which is kind of like stony, 
but is also very cluttered and narrow like the scrapways were and leads you down a couple of streets and then up up the top some stairs into a small courtyard where there are a couple of lines of kids <laughs> waiting for pickup and the Araswati pauses at the entrance to this courtyard and then sprints across it and scoops up uh, two tiny little fawnlings. One kind of a sooty black colour and the other like a pale creamy grey and just scoops them up and gives them a big hug and then she says, oh my god, hi kids, hi, hi. And they're like, mom, mom. She picks them up and um, as she does, uh, there's, uh, Lorelei, your passive perception is monstrous, isn't it? Uh, 23. As this is happening, you notice that a strange exchange is taking place at the same time. So she runs over and picks up the fawnlings and then over in the other side of the courtyard, two tall humans kind of exchange something, slip something between their hands and then swap places. And they both have like the Corsair V on them and they're both watching this happen. I walk up to her. Hi, um, I'm a friend of your mum's. It's a pleasure to meet you. I've got a lot of younger brothers and sisters. It's always nice to meet um, some fawnlings. My name's Lorelei. What's yours? Uh, the sooty black one looks up at you and then just kind of frowns and goes, I don't normally like mum's friends. <laughs> and the other one, <laughs> and she kind of looks at him, uh, him and is just like, Damish, what did I say about that? And the other one just goes, I'm Jerdy. This is Damish. You're, you're white. Uh, no, I wouldn't be. I'd be, because of the disguise, I'd be grey. You're grey like mum. Yeah, I am. Are you her sister? Can I touch your horns? I'm not her sister. They're really small. But. I like your cloak. Thank you. It has stars on it. And the Araswati's like that. The mum just kind of looks at you, and it's just like, "I'm so sorry." As I said, I have a lot, a lot of family. It's fine. This is true, but it's not every day you have twins. That was a bit of a shock. By a lot, I mean triple digits of family. Okay, okay, uh, we should get going. And her eyes cut over to that Corsair who is watching you very closely. We should get going. Yeah, we should. Me and some of your mum's other friends are just over there. Um, If you ask nicely, that tall human man just over there, and I point at Crick, he might give you a piggyback ride. <gasps> oh my god, we'd be so tall! And Damish is just there like, Dirty, you can't just make people give you a piggyback ride. No, but I might be able to make him. Um, and kind of joggling the kids on one either side, uh, the Araswati kind of heads back to the rest of you and is like, right, my apartment now. Crick, this is Jerdy, and you are going to give Jerdy a piggyback ride. Hey, Jerdy, what's up? Come back, come hop on my shoulders. She's like overwhelmed with the excitement. Her little fluffy legs are just kind of either side of you, like you're on either ear, and she's just there grabbing your hair, like, oh wow! She's very cute. No. Welcome to Crick Airlines. Please stay strapped in at all times. Whoosh! Stop is so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too big for a piggyback ride. Aww. And little Jenny just goes, sticks her arms out, and is like, whoosh! As you um, follow. 
the Araswati who kind of walks faster and faster and then you turn into an alleyway uh, another yes another alleyway and then the Araswati starts running and it's like quickly quickly oh jog, jog. okay let's go time to jog as we turn the al- as we turn the alleyway I cast pass without a trace Ooh. oh thank you so much um yeah I'm gonna take a group stealth check with plus 10 yeah uh 20 above I got a nat 20 so 28 okay 22 mm-hmm 32. Okay. 23. Yep. Anyone else? 18. Okay. Amazing rolls all around. Yeah. uh, You follow her as she kind of ducks into an alleyway and starts sprinting. And (laughs) little Jodie says, going, wee! (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing on Crick's shoulders. As you kind of dart down street after street after street until suddenly she disappears from sight. And as you kind of race after her, you see that she's pulled back a like a cloth hanging and revealed a tiny window that she's like jumped through it's big enough for you guys to squeeze through but it is a bit of a squeeze and then the window opens onto a narrow flight of stairs that twists up three floors before coming out into a door which has no less than seven padlocks on it Uh, she unlocks them and you guys kind of catch up with her as she's getting to the seventh lock and opens it onto a teeny little cubby hole of an apartment and then she gestures you inside and shuts the door behind you Lorelei, there's a sofa in here and it's Araswati sized oh fabulous it's going to be very cramped with all of us in here (laughs) yeah you're all kind of squished okay i set i set down the child Jodie like runs off and Damish kind of runs after her like Jodie slow down and um, the Araswati that led you here turns to all of you suddenly no longer that kind of the any vestigial timidness is entirely gone now and they say my name is Dr. Tesharali Silverglass and I think you can help me with something Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.